perfectionism is something that I think, gee, many Christmas, all of us deal with, myself included. I think whether you're goal-driven, ambitious, you know, entrepreneur, whatever, I think it's something that we all have issues with. This idea, this notion of how things are supposed to be in, you know, our lists and our <laughs> and our certain ways of trying to achieve all of these said things that are supposed to happen. I think, you know, perfectionism, if not used in a certain way, can absolutely hinder your life experience. In this episode, we speak with Crystal Love. She is the CEO of Perfectaholic, a recovering perfectionist and a serial entrepreneur. So she's very used to these perfectionism habits uh, that we're going to be discussing. In this episode, we cover what a perfectionist is, how do you know that you are one, the characteristics, how it could be helping you, how it could be hindering you, and mind shift changes to implement in order to start using perfectionism when you need it, and then also how to get rid of it when you don't. So sit tight, take some notes. Uh, I really open up about my own perfectionism issues that I'm having currently, so I think this is a great episode for all of us to learn from. Hello, Slay Nation. We are back with another episode of the So She Slays podcast. This time I am with Crystal Love. She is a recovering perfectionist, the CEO of Perfectaholic, and overall serial entrepreneur, which we over here at So She Slays absolutely love. We're all entrepreneurs ourselves. We all got our own things going. Uh, (laughs) So Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit about perfectionism, obviously, uh, because I feel like it's a word that a lot of people just throw out there and maybe aren't exactly sure what that is uh, and why that is a bad thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. before we dive right into the juicy stuff, just kind of give a little it like backstory, if you will, about how you even reached uh, this journey of, you know, becoming a recovering perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned in introducing me, I'm a serial entrepreneur and uh, I have started businesses, failed at businesses, um, started, stopped, started, stopped. And when the pandemic started, I had a dating advice business that I had been working on for years. I had spent so much time, so much money, so much effort into it, but it wasn't making any progress. It wasn't, it just wasn't taking off. And I was having a very, very hard time sort of letting go of that, sort of accepting that I had failed at it. And then the pandemic started and the world stopped. And so yes, I stopped. It did. <laughs> the world stopped. I think we were sort of all in shock. Um, and so was I. And so I sort of said, well, I'll just stop, you know, my social media for it for a week or two, because I'm thinking, you know, we're going to be in this for a week or two. We'll, we'll be done and, and we'll all be back to normal. Obviously, Little that was not did the case. No. Correct. Yeah, we're still in it. We're still in it. We're still in it. So um, during that pause, I sort of took some time, not just away from that business, but from just sort of my life in general. And during that moment, I realized that I was holding on to something that out of fear, um, out of a fear of failure, out of a fear of, you know, I had put so much into it out of a fear of, I thought this was my path, you know, that sort of thing. 
And a friend of mine uh, dragged me to a, what I'd like to call a psychic fair. Um, Cause I was just, I was depressed. I was, I was. You were out of it. You needed some I was, direction. I was a hot mess. Ooh. And I went to this psychic fair and it was like uh, one of those where like you sit with someone for 20 minutes and then you move to the next one. And so I had three different sessions and at each session, each psychic tarot reader brought up the same exact card and it was hard for me to ignore. And that card was the five of cups. And in the five of cups, you've got this person sort of hunched over looking at these three cups that are spilled, right? So this Mm -hmm. is what is not working, what the regrets, what didn't go right, you know, what you were looking forward to and it didn't happen. And so that's the, the, you've got these three cups that you're looking at, but behind this person are two full cups. And what this was saying to me, because it was repeated three times by three different people who don't know me, who don't know what the other person was saying was that I was focused so much on what wasn't happening, what I had lost, what I was regretting, what should happen that I wasn't focused at all on what was to come or what could be, or an alternative. I was just focused on, this is how it has to be. This is how I had it in my head. You know, I was a perfectionist. And through sort of that process of that career, of that tarot fair, and just through pausing my business, I realized, A, I needed to let that business go. B, it was okay for me to fail. C, I was a perfectionist. And that perfection was preventing me from moving on with my life, letting things go, accepting a failure, or even though I, at this point, I don't even think of it as a failure. I just think of it as a stepping stone, think of it as a learning experience. And so sort of all of that led me to sort of shifting into what I call a recovering perfectionist, as opposed to a perfectionist. Um, And I came up with this sort of saying that I would say to myself and you know it's it's um the tagline for our business and that is perfection is for basic bees I don't know if I can say yes you can swear girl I swear all the time perfection perfection is for basic bitches and I say that to myself over and over again when I get in my perfectionism rabbit holes because I do not consider myself a basic bitch I never have been one I never will be one And it's like, that is the worst for me. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to be a basic bitch. And so I say to myself, perfection is for basic bitches. And that sort of helps me snap out of sort of these holes I get into. And it sort of all kind of led into me creating Perfectaholic and creating a movement um, to sort of help women let go of perfectionism, you know, Mm -hmm. let go of that need of, you know, looking at those three spilled cups and thinking that that's all there is there's not um and so that's kind of the a longer cliff notes version of how perfectaholic came to be how it became a recovering perfectionist oh my gosh that's so interesting because i think it's uh i feel like life in the universe kind of speak to us in in odd ways sometimes mm-hmm. and like sometimes they'll do anything it, it can to grab your attention so it's so funny that you know you went to like this kind of psychic fair and you had like all of these reads uh that pretty much were telling you the same thing over and over again I mean that's really hard to ignore you can and that's that is that is the universe slapping you upside the face is what's happening (laughs) yes and I still believe this that the universe god you know whoever you believe in will sort of whisper 
for things to you. And then when you don't listen, it'll sort of tap you on your shoulder. And then when you don't listen, it'll pop you upside the head. And then you yep. don't listen, it'll push you down. So I think that it had been trying to tell me this for a while. I just wasn't listening. I didn't want to accept it, you know, you because I just, it. I didn't see it. But I also, I just, even if I saw it, I, I refused. I refused. That's part yeah. of perfectionism is that you may be presented with an alternative, but you won't accept it because it's not what you had in your head. It's not what you planned. It, it's not written on your list. So therefore, no, you know, because yeah. some parts of perfectionism are control. Like I wrote this down. This is supposed to happen. This is how I want my life to be. This is how I want, you know, my business, my, my spouse, my kids, my, my whole life planned out. This is how I want it to be. No, that's, I'm not going to consider that because that's, that's not in my, in my plan. Mm. And that's part of perfectionism. You're focused on, on one way and you won't even consider the alternatives, even if the alternatives could be better, but it yeah. doesn't matter because you're just, you're so on, fixated. Yes. You're mm. so fixated on this. It has to be this way. It has to be like this, you know? Yes. And then you just, you miss out on so much life you know, you miss out on so much life, which is, which is the purpose of one of the, you know, really sort of my why is because I felt like I missed out on a decade of my life. Mm. Waiting on perfection, waiting on this perfect life, this perfect man, this perfect business, this perfect everything. I'm just sitting there waiting like, oh, no, 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 nope, not on my list. Mm, nope, nope. That wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be. So nope, 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 nope. Meanwhile, there's so many other options out there. There was so much more for me. And I just, I, I, I wouldn't consider it. I, I just was like, nope, not going to do it. And oh. um, it's sad, but in hindsight, you know, thank goodness the pandemic happened in the way it did for me. Thank goodness my friend dragged me to this, this psychic fair, you know, and, and you don't necessarily have to believe in psychics to believe what they gave to me, which was a message that I could not ignore, like you said, mm -hmm. because it was repeated again and again and again. And I was like, okay. All right. Okay. You're like, all right, well, it's in front of my face. How many times do I need to, do I need to see this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, as a perfectionist myself, um, and recovering one, like, I think uh, we were talking a little offline um, about me going through a transition career-wise, a, a good shift in direction, uh, which I'm excited about, but a lot of change and unknown and uncertainty obviously brings about stress and anxiety and you're not sure because the you know, you're in uncharted territory. And I feel like it's very, very um, natural to have this anxiety. And I was just talking to you. I was like, you know, I feel like the anxiety is kind of manifesting itself in perfectionism, this need to mm. be, you know, enough. And then when I look at it, I'm like, but is it enough? Well, I'm going to make it enough. And mm -hmm. then you, you like try and prove to, I don't know, I'm not proving it to anybody, but I apparently am proving it to myself or somebody that like, I am enough. And this is going to be perfect if I go about it in a certain way. And, you know, I feel like perfectionism is a very, very big word with lots of little things under it. Um, yeah, so absolutely. for our audience, let's kind of narrow down a little bit because perfectionism can be a little bit of a blanket, right? So yeah, let's kind of talk about this a little bit. Like, what is perfectionism? How do I know if I am a perfectionist? 
Yeah. So in, perfectionism is not black and white. So it's not like if I do A, then I'm a perfectionist. Or if I do this, or if I feel this way, then I'm a perfectionist. I think that there are degrees of perfectionism. You know, let's just use a scale of one to 10, you know, as an example. You know, you can be a perfectionist level one, or you can be a perfectionist level 10. Um, and then there are some people say, well, if you're just really particular, if you like things a certain way, or if you're type A, or if you're, you know, does that mean you're a perfectionist? Yes and no. It could mean that you are a perfectionist and those things, or it can just mean that you're a perfectionist. Um, so for me and my definition and perfectaholic's definition of perfectionism is being unwilling or unable to consider an alternative. Um, living your life based on fear. So like you talked about sort of this transition, you know, and, and all of the uncertainties, it's like, sometimes you'll just put your life on hold, or you'll, you'll not make progress. So you'll be afraid to sort of put yourself out there out of fear of what others might think, you know, mm, girl, because I'm raising my hand like for anybody yeah. who can't see right now. I'm raising my hand. That is me <laughs> right now in this very moment. <laughs> Perfectionism is a is a, to me, sometimes a coping mechanism uh, and a way to control things. Because mm. as, as much as you get older, you realize how much you cannot control, you know? And so perfectionism at times can be a safety net. You know, I'm, I'm here, I'm in this box. I can control this. I can control what I release. I can control my environment. I can control how people react to me. I can control what I say or, or what I release or what I post online or what I, you know, it's a control. I can control if they like me or if they don't like me or if they, you know, it's a control thing because you want to be enough. You want to be liked, you want to be loved. So you might be a people pleaser, you know, because you're, you're constantly saying yes to people and things that you don't really want to say yes to because you're afraid that again, fear that they won't like you or won't love you or won't appreciate you if you say no. You know, you have that fear of maybe stepping into a new chapter of your life because again, you're afraid of what people might say or or you're not enough or she's not doing enough or the shoulds, you know, mm. that was a big part for me. I should be married. I should be making this much money. I should have had a baby by now. I should be living in this type of house, driving this type of car. Those will drive you crazy and they will have so much you. pressure, so yes. much pressure. They will have you sitting on the sidelines, looking at those empty cups, those spilled oh. cups, instead of just accepting, you know what? I can, you know, start this new business and not be a hundred percent sure exactly how it's going to go. Or, you know, I can, you know, start this new job and, you know, I'm not sure that my parents will, will approve of it. Or, you know, you know, my sister asked me for something and you know what, I'm going to say no. And that's okay. You know, so perfectionism is, is sort of leaving yourself in that controlled environment, that controlled box and not considering any other options, you know, because a, a lot of times it's out of fear and out of, um, feeling as though you, like you said, are not enough in whatever yeah. sort of way that works for you. And if you, for example, are, you know, your, your biggest sort of perfectionism thing that you focus on is work-related for someone else, it could be relationships for someone else. It could be their children for someone else. It could be, so it's not black and white. You know, I think the, at the end of the day, sort of going from being a perfectionist to being a recovering perfectionist is a giving yourself grace and B, giving yourself permission 
to just consider something else. Because mm. a lot of times, like I said, you have this list and that is, that, that's it. It is what it is. There are, there are no, nope, that's it. You know, mm -hmm. it has to be this way. You know, it's like perfectionism is like, you know, wanting a specific color dress. You want a blue dress. Um, oh, you want a royal blue, not like a, not like a light blue. You want a royal blue. But then perfectionism is like, no, I want a specific RGB color code. And I'm not going to accept anything other than that. That is perfectionism. You know, it's like, can it just be royal blue? No, it has to be like, you know. Give me the hex number. Give me, give me the exact uh, exactly. color blue I want. Exactly, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with wanting and having standards and being like, this is the color blue that I want, that I prefer. But mm -hmm. if something is, is close to it or almost like it, or if, you know, you're going to stop progress on something because you can't find that exact color, that is perfectionism. You know, yeah. at some point you just sort of have to let go and trust the universe and trust that like, you know what, I'm still going to be okay going to whatever this event is. And I'm going to have my royal blue dress. It's not the mm -hmm. exact, exact color that I saw in this magazine that I want this, but I'll be fine. Yeah, you know? no, exactly. I feel like the universe is talking to me right now by making me talk to you. Um, because <laughs> I mean, I was, I was uh, talking to my therapist the other day and I was like, I just, I am so, there's so much pressure that nobody is putting on me, but I am putting on myself to do all of A through Z um, in a certain amount of time in a certain way. Yeah. And I won't be happy or release it or do whatever until I feel like it is its absolute best, which yes, it's good to a certain degree because you're together, right? You don't want right. to, you know, kind of slap everything together, especially if it's something that you're, you know, passionate about and what, and you know, whatnot, but there is a certain level of like, okay, it's time to let it go. Like, yeah. you know, you, you're sabotaging, like, I feel like perfectionism can almost lead into, you know, self-sabotaging in a way. Absolutely. If you are a perfectionist and if you are sort of dealing with perfectionism in the way that you just described, what you're essentially doing to yourself is you are telling yourself that you are not enough. You're bullying yourself. Ooh. You're essentially saying to yourself, you need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, all of it by in the next, 30 days in the next 60 days. Sometimes it's not just what you want to accomplish, but it's in the time period that you want to accomplish. You put these unrealistic expectations on yourself, these unrealistic timelines. And then if it doesn't happen, then you get disappointed. Then it just, it just starts a continuous cycle. And if you're constantly saying, I have to have A, B, C, D, E by this time, and it has to look exactly like this, you realize that you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. You're essentially oh. saying to yourself, I am never going to be satisfied with my life. I'm never going to be satisfied with myself. I'm always going to find something wrong. I'm always going to find something to fix. I'm always going to find, you know, that's exhausting. You're Take it from me. me. I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm sure you are because it is exhausting. You know, part of sort of leaning more into the recovery side of perfection, as opposed to just being a straight perfectionist is letting go and saying, it's okay. So let's just say you have a list of 10 things that you wanna do by, the, by a certain age. Well, why don't you extend that age a little bit? 
Or why don't you maybe consider some alternatives? There's nothing wrong with having a list. There's nothing wrong with wanting certain things. There's nothing wrong with being particular, but it's the, the pressure that you put on yourself. A, I think a lot of times it's the timelines, but also B, are you a failure if you don't get there? Mm. Because that's, that's the other part. It's not just, I have this list that I want to do this by a certain date, but if I don't get there, am I okay with it? Am I okay with myself? Have I failed myself? Have I failed my parents? Have I, because it's a, it's a, it's a shift, you know, it's like, okay, I'll use myself as an example. I wanted to be married by the time I was 30. I wasn't. (laughs) Surprise, it didn't happen. (laughs) Still not married. (laughs) Yes. But when I got to 30 and I wasn't married, I felt like I had failed. I felt like I had failed personally. I felt like I had failed my family. I felt like I had failed sort of my peer group. I felt like I was sort of like not picked for the, for the team. You know, I wasn't like, you know, you watch these, these movies and you have these kids and people are getting picked for dodgeball and you're like the last kid. You're like, Hey, Hey, I'm over here. You know, I'm way back here with my hand waving. Right. Right. You know? And so that's how I felt. And that was part of my perfectionism. The only way for me not to fail was for me to be married by the time I was 30. Now, rewind to let's say 25 and I had put this on my list. Had I gotten to 30 and not been married, I still could have had a a different perspective. I could have been like, okay, well, it didn't happen, but I still have a good life. I've still dated some good men. Thank God I did not marry that man that I was dating when I was 28. I mean, there are so many alternatives, but perfectionism is like yes or no. Mm, white or black, you know, check. I either checked it or I didn't check it. You know, whereas like recovering perfectionist is like, okay, I want to be married by the time I'm 30. There's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to have that wish. You're allowed to have that goal. But if you don't meet it, then you've got to say, okay, I'm okay. You know, I'm still having a good life. I'm still happy. I'm healthy. You know, I'm, I'm gorgeous. I'm, I'm going to meet him or her or whatever one day. It's having a different consideration of an outcome and not just, you know, checking it off being the only outcome. And sometimes that's what perfectionists do. It's like, I have to have this and it has to be this way. And if it's not, there's no alternative to it. You stay in that box, you know, there's, there's no wiggle room. So of course, if you don't meet it, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to feel like a failure. Again, you're bullying yourself. You're telling yourself that you are not enough, you know? And the world will beat you up. Why beat your own self up? Yeah. You know? why, why are you going to do that to yourself? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. So we're speaking some for real truths right now. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, we've identified what perfectionism is Yes. and how it can manifest itself. Maybe the repercussions that come from it as well. How do I stop this then? You know, yeah. what, what are some tips? So I will say the first thing that I recommend, Perfectaholic recommends, is to what we say break up with perfection. And in this case, we see it as a relationship, like a romantic relationship. It's a relationship that you've had with perfection for probably most of your life. And perfectionism has probably given you some good things, you know? So for me, 
you know, I, I'm very particular about certain things. So, you know, I, I have a business where I'm, I'm an event planner and it works well for me because I dot I's and I cross T's and, and things are on time and there, you know, it works very well for me. But there are other aspects of my life where perfectionism has really caused me to miss a decade of my life. So we say, write a breakup letter to perfection. Like you would write a breakup letter to someone you dated, you know, you know, it was great. We've, we've been dating for, you know, so and so years and, you know, we had so such good times and you taught me this and you taught me that. And, but at the end of the day, you're toxic. At the end of the day, you're causing me to miss out on, on my life. At the end of the day, you've got me stuck in a box. And so I'm going to let you go. I appreciate mm-hmm. all that you've taught me, all that you, you know, learned, you know, that I've learned from you. And, but, you know, I want a different life. Yeah. I'm going to go a different way. And so we have a guide on our website on to how to write a breakup letter to perfection. So that would be the first step. But one of the other things, and I use this all the time because it's almost like I was born a perfectionist. I've always been particular. I've always liked things in a little box. I've always, so that's not going away. I just have to find a way for perfection not to run my life. I have to find a way to get out of that box when I'm in that box. So I'll use the marriage as an example. And one of the things we have on our website, we call it this, what if, even if mindset shift, what if I'm not married by the time I'm 30, I will feel like a failure. My friends will, you know, think less of me. You know, I, I, I I won't be part of the club, right? That's what, then you shift that mindset shift to even if even if I'm not married by the time I'm 30. So it's the same exact thing, but instead of what if, it's even if. Mm -hmm. I still have a good life. I've gotten to know myself a lot better than some of my friends who got married early. I have the pleasure of eating cereal for dinner because I don't have to worry about somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm using that as an example, but it's essentially shifting, which is giving you more options than just that checkbox. What if only gives you, it has to be this and it has to be that by this time, I have to just check it off. Even if says, well, okay, I'd like this to happen, but if it doesn't, there's still some, you know, there's still good out there. I'm still having a good life. I still, there's, you know, there's still a positive. There's still a silver lining. There's still some wins I can get from this because perfectionism keeps you in what if. And so, you know, we have a worksheet, an example of like how to shift your mind from what if to even if. And Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing because like I said, I still do it to this day. I still, because it's, it's, it's It's not a, it's, it's who you are as a person. It's part of it. It And I think it's like, we're not trying to tell people like to get rid of this. Like it's not all or nothing. Again, it's like, that's that perfectionism talking. It's not all or nothing, but it's, you can use your perfectionism to your advantage, but you also have to be able to recognize when it is causing a hindrance on your life and the way that you live it and all of the things that you want to do. So the the either or uh, black and white have not have a mindset that I think maybe some people are having, you're like, Oh, I got to get rid of this perfectionism. Like I have to wipe it out. Chances are that's not going to happen because you're a perfectionist by nature, uh, much like myself and much like you, Crystal. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, how do I use this to my advantage and then get it out of the way when it needs to leave? Yeah. And then the other thing two two other things I would say, 
One is like you said, you're naturally a perfectionist, you know, don't beat yourself up about that. Just don't let it manage your life. So one of the things that I do is I find outlets for my perfectionism. For example, I wash my own car. Mm -hmm. I go to a car wash while I scrub the outside of my car with like this little broom brush. Then I go through this automatic, you know, car wash. And then I go and I vacuum my own car. I wipe it down. I clean the windows because I can nitpick, get all the little crumbs out because it's like my little perfectionism side. And I, you know, I'm wiping down. I'm looking for any spots. I mean, I need an outlet for that because it's part of who I am because this, it just sort of feeds that beast per se, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing. And then the other thing is, you know, a lot of times with perfectionism, we're just focused on the end, right? You know, we're focused on, did you check it off? Did you get married by this date? But what about all the in-between, you know? You know, the other things we advocate for are sort of what we call these like little wins, you know? Like I randomly won $50 and a scratch-off ticket. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I have not quite won a million dollars, which is still on my list, but (laughs) I won $50 and a scratch-off ticket. Or someone randomly sent me a note to say thank you. Or I randomly like got to an appointment on time when I was running late. Those are all like little things, you know, it's, it's, it's gratitude, but it's a little thing. Sometimes we're always looking for this big, you know, explosion type of experience. No, just start to appreciate the little things, you know, start to appreciate those random things. And then also start to You know, again, I think it's a lot of time timelines, you know, if you want something and you naturally will say, I want this in the, in a year, well then give yourself a year and a half, give yourself Mm -hmm. two years, give yourself, you know, a little bit more time because perfectionism, a lot of times it's like, I'm going to run a marathon, you know, two weeks from now, haven't been running in years. That's unrealistic, but that's how our minds think. Our minds are like, pew. You know, we're just going to go for it. We're just going to, you know, why don't you just like commit to, I'm going to, you know, get up and walk every day for the next two weeks. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, instead of just putting this huge amount of pressure on yourself to achieve this explosion type, you know, thing. And then you, you don't do it. And then you're disappointed, you know, so maybe set smaller goals, you know, be grateful for some of those smaller things. Find a way to, you know, um, use your perfectionism in good ways, you know, Mm -hmm, dot those mm -hmm. I's and cross those T's in in things that are healthy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I'm the same way. Like I am, and this is my perfectionism. Um, I have been notorious for doing the, uh, everything all at once. Mm. Like I, uh, I'll be like, okay, I need to do this, 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 and this, and this um, all in today. Like I'll, I'll set, look, cause I am a goal person. I mm. love goals. I love setting them. I like reaching them. I like, you know, I'm a goal driven person and sometimes to my detriment yeah. and to my own mental health, because I'll be setting too many goals and some of them are unrealistic, but then this is what ends up happening. And what I've noticed with myself is I kind of get into this game with myself where it's like, I try to I set a goal, right? I'm like, all right, let's see if we, we can do this. And then we do it. And then we do it in the time allotted. And I was like, all right, can we do it in half the time? Oh. And then you start like playing this game with yourself and you were just like causing so much pressure and stress. I was like, this is not healthy. I should yeah. not be doing this with myself. 
um, because I start making it into a game and I start like living all what if he and that kind of stuff. Um, so don't do that. Uh, definitely don't <laughs> do that. I'm telling you right now, if you're a goal person, don't do it. Uh, well, but I, I want to challenge you to something because yeah. like you said, that's something that you naturally do. Why don't you split that? And it's like, you know, instead of like it being goal related, why don't it be gratitude related? You know, mm. like every day I'm going to think of two things to be gra- grateful for. Ooh, I did it. Ooh, tomorrow I'm going to think of three things. Ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Did I? Yes, I did. You know what? In a week I'm going to think of. So sometimes it's also, like I said, not keeping yourself in that box, thinking of alternatives, being creative and finding ways that things that are just sort of natural to you you know, like Ooh, that it, it shifts, you know, yeah, shift shift them. yeah, because if you're naturally going to do it anyway, then you're sort of setting yourself up to fail to not do yeah. it. Because you're like, I'm going to do this. I like doing this. This gets me going. Like I love writing a list and checking it off. I literally, mm-hmm. sometimes I will, sometimes I will write things that I've already done just to check. Just so that I can check them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I already did this, but I'm going to write it down so I can check it out. You know, so that's something that really gets me going. And so I just tweak it for myself, you know? So it's like, I'm going to do it anyway, because it gives mm. me that sort of feel good, you know, emotion yeah. in my brain. You know, it's like, ooh, you know? That's just how um, you operate. Exactly. So why not use it to your advantage as opposed to using it for something that is going to beat yourself up or make you feel bad or, you know, just find a way to use it in a healthy way not yes. an unhealthy way, you know? And then on the flip side though, with your list, you know, don't put everything on a daily list, put it on a weekly list, you know? And then can you outsource things? One of the other things with perfectionism that we didn't talk about is sometimes it's like, you don't trust other people to do things. Mm. You're like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm the only one who can do this because I, I like it a certain way. And I, you know, again, staying in that box, wanting to control. Someone else may not do you know, the email list or, you know, the clean your house exactly the way that you would like it to be done, but it's still done. You know, the house is still clean. The email list is still out. You know, the, whatever the task is, is still done. It's not exactly the way you would do it, but that's okay. Because then that frees you up, your mind, your body, your spirit to do other things. You know, sometimes it's like, again, getting out of that box, letting go of control. It's okay to let someone else do it. It's okay to let someone else help me. You know, I know a lot of moms suffer from this. I'm not a mom. I'm, I'm, I'm a mom to a, uh, a dog, but not a human. But, you know, I know a lot of moms who sort of suffer from this. I've got to be this perfect mom. You know, my kids mm. have got to be this and they've got to be, you know, in all these activities and I've got to, you know, cook every night and I've got, and that's exhausting, you know, yeah. especially if you're a working mom, you know, and sometimes it's okay to go through the drive-thru you know, or let someone else, you know, like pick up your kids from school so you can have a little downtime or, or, you know, so again, getting out of that box, Mm -hmm. you know, and accepting an alternative, which in this case is sort of accepting help or letting someone else do something. Or I'm sure we all know people that we work with who are perfectionists who won't let anyone else touch this particular- Drives me crazy. Yes, because they don't trust that this other person can do it the way that they do it. But what they don't realize is that the way that this other person does it might be a better way. And mm-hmm. even if it's not, it's still okay because it does. You still get the end result. Perfect. Yeah. Done is done. 
Yeah. You know? So my question to you is I feel like we have opened up, you know, a little bit of Pandora's box and talking about all the ways (laughs) that perfectionism, you know, manifests in our lives and realizing that perfectionism really is a blanket and there's so much more under it. Uh, So I know that you have sheets and workshops and, you know, this is, this is your area of expertise. Uh, so where can people go to dive a little bit more into this um, and to maybe ask you some questions or get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is perfectaholic.com and that's perfect, the letter A, and then holic.com. And then on social media, we're at a perfectaholic. And so you can uh, find lots of resources on our website. We have t-shirts like the one I'm wearing that says recovering perfectionist. We have some that say perfectionist for basic bitches. We have fuck perfection. Um, We also have these digital guides. Like I mentioned, how to break up with perfection, how to write a breakup letter with uh, to perfection, Um, a sort of a cheat sheet for those little wins. We have 101 little wins um, that'll just kind of get you started. That'll sort of get you in that mode of gratitude. And then my favorite, that what if to even if mindset shift. And those Which are like I think is downloads. huge. It I think is that is game changing right there. My life on a regular basis. Yes. And then I am personally at, um, at Hey Crystal Love just on Instagram. I do have a Twitter, but I never tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm there, I but we, we don't do anything. <laughs> I think my bio says my Twitter fingers are, are like, you know, tired or busy, but yeah. <laughs> they're I've on never ice. Been able to, yeah, I've never been able to really get into tweeting, although I do read tweets and, you know, I go on Twitter, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Awesome. And, you know, um, I would say lastly, just, you know, to your audience, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to come on again. We're creating a, a movement. You know, we are mm. creating a shift in mindset. We are creating, you know, by you wearing a shirt or expressing to your friends, your family, your social media friends, that you're kind of sort of letting go of perfection, breaking up with perfection, that you're going to be more authentic. The world needs more of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about this business, it's about sort of us as women, you know, young girls that are growing up to sort of have this, um, you know, idea from, from the media and social media that they sort of have to be these perfect little beings and they don't, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's just not, that's not life. And so I would just encourage people to not bully yourself, you know, to be kinder to yourself and to give yourself more options than just sort of checking off that box. Yes. Oh, love it. Love everything about it. Um, Slay Nation, if you do anything, I'm going to definitely say, go visit, you know, her website, uh, and, and try that, that mindset, the, what if, even if mindset shift, uh, because I think even in just us talking about it, it's a great way to kind of combat the negative side of perfectionism. Again, it's not an all or nothing mindset we're doing with this perfectionism, but just a shift and use in learning yourself, becoming self-aware enough to use your perfectionism to your advantage um and then you know get rid of it when it's not needed Uh, (laughs) all right thank you so much crystal i really really appreciate you coming on and talking with me and slay nation until next time we will catch you later